Well, just three days before the NFL draft kicks off in Kansas City, Missouri, the New York Jets and the Green Bay Packers get on the horn and they finalize the trade. Four-time MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers is now a New York Jet. Obviously, Twitter has gone rampant. I think a lot of Jets fans are sad to see a lot of those draft picks go, but I also think a lot of Jets fans are happy that we'll finally get competent quarterback play and what could be a deep playoff run. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special emergency breaking news podcast, Jet Nation Live. We are your hosts, Dylan Terriman and Glenn Naughton. As I just said at the top, Aaron Rodgers is now officially a New York Jet. The trade compensation is quite hefty. It does include six total picks being exchanged. The New York Jets send the 13th overall pick, their first round pick, their second round pick, 42nd, and their sixth round pick, 207, and a conditional second round pick that becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps in 2023. And they receive the Packers first round pick, number 15 overall, a fifth round pick, number 170 overall, and obviously quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Glenn, I, we talked a little bit in the pre-show about our feelings. I'll let you get them off your chest here. Um, how, how are we feeling about this trade overall? And should we be excited at the end of, with all these picks that have been exchanged? Well, I mean, you got to, you know, you got to tip your cap to the Packers. They held the line. They knew what they wanted. They didn't want to give up any protection to the Jets, which they ended up not giving any protection to the Jets. They wanted a first rounder next year, which as long as Aaron Rodgers has a pulse, they get a first rounder next year. Um, they wanted obviously to unload that, you know, albatross of a contract, which uh, the Jets took on. Nobody else was willing to take that on. The Jets took it. That was very kind of them. And um, they got rid of a player they didn't want. So, I mean, the Packers win. Got rid of a guy they didn't want, unloaded $100 million in salary they didn't want. They got the first rounder they demanded, and they gave up no protection, that, which is what they wanted. Um, the Jets wanted protection, didn't get it, didn't want to give up the one, gave up the one. So the pack, I mean, you know, we can say, oh, but look at the, you know, look at Aaron Rodgers' history. And yeah, I get that. I get that he's a productive player. But just from a trade standpoint, like what each team wanted out of this, um, the Packers gave up nothing that they didn't want to give up. So you tip your cap to them. The Jets kind of, I think the draft's getting close. They clearly panicked a little bit and just said, you know, give them what they want. Forget about keeping next year's one. I mean, you can call it conditional, but it's basically Aaron Rodgers has a pulse and they get that one. Um, he's played at least 16. He started at least 16 games. I believe it's 15 out of the last 17 years. Um, and you're, you're just, you're 65%. I mean, they, I said earlier, they may as well just be, the condition may as well be based on him putting his shoes on the right feet. Like it, it's going to happen. The Packers got the first rounder they wanted. Um, and the Jets get one, possibly two years of Aaron Rodgers under center. Um, I, you know, I'm racking my brain. I'm trying to think, I can't remember, you know, I've, I've been a fan for 35 or so years. I can't remember another team giving up a one and a two for a one or two year rental, but the, the Jets often do things that most teams wouldn't do. Yeah, I think the closest even parameters of a trade, and they're not even that close in general, are the Goff and Stafford trade from L.A. and Detroit. And that was just a weird trade in general because ones were sent back for the price of, <clears throat> excuse me, Jared Goff. So it is very unprecedented to see this uh, amount of um, you know assets going for a 39-year-old quarterback who will turn 40 in December. 
Um, the, we had a question here from Nico in the chat. Do you think it's a steal or not for the Packers? I don't necessarily think it's a steal. I think that if there's, if you want to put a percentage on the trade, it's probably 60, 40 Packers just because we're getting the, the best player, you know, in, in franchise history in Aaron Rodgers, whether, you know, he plays 15 games, 17 games, 11 games, those 11 games are probably going to be the best 11 games of any Jets fans life. That's been a fan for 25 or less years. So from that perspective, I guess it's not that bad of a steal. But when you when I looked at the trade and all the details that came involved, I didn't like the pick swap. We talked about it offline. I didn't like the pick swap at all. We're now between the Patriots, but on the wrong side of the Patriots. I don't expect the Packers to take a player we're targeting. I think it's either going to be Dalton Kincaid or Jackson Smith and Jigba, which I think Jets fans have you know, locked in on being their guy if it is a wide receiver. But I just I feel like that was a smokescreen that the Jets were always going to be in on tackle. So they take a pass catcher at 13. Now the Patriots have a lot of similar needs as the Jets, specifically offensive tackle. The Patriots could now snipe the Jets for whichever offensive tackle they want. I think recent mock drafts had them taking Paris Johnson or Broderick Jones after the Jets even take a tackle. So it's going to be really interesting to see which tackles are on the board for the Jets when that comes to the pick, if that is the, the position they want to go. And then my other thing about the trade, and this wasn't necessarily it having to do with um, Rogers and the actual trade, but him wearing number eight, that speaks a lot to me about his, his understanding of the Jets history, what Joe Namath has meant to the franchise of the Jets to, to out of respect. Those were the words used on NFL live today was out of respect for Joe Namath. He's not going to wear 12 and I get it to some people that's like stupid and it means nothing. But I think when you put it all into perspective, a guy that's never even taken a snap for this team cares enough to let 12 hang in the rafters. And I'm not saying that this means it's a two year guarantee, but if he really didn't give a shit about the legacy of the Jets or Joe Namath or anything like that, it was like, it's one year anyway, I'm going to retire in 2023. I'm just going to wear my number 12, say F it, and who cares? Because he wouldn't care about the Jets. So I think there's a little bit of I care about the Jets still baked into that. Um, I do have a little bit of a problem with the conditional pick, um, just the parameters of it. 65% snaps, like you said, you put the right shoes on your feet and you got 65% snaps out of Aaron Rodgers. So that kind of didn't sit well with me. I thought it'd be tougher for that to become a first-round pick, like the Jets make the, a, two, a win in the playoffs or you know host a divisional game or something of that nature. So I felt like the conditional side of it was a little weak, but at the end of the day, man, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, I'm only 28. I understand you said you've been a fan for 35 years, so that's that pre-exists my whole entire life. So I understand your frustration and your wanting – the picks as well as the player, because what we got for Favre or what we gave up for Favre does not match what we gave up for Rodgers. But from my perspective, I'm just like, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is the top six quarterback in the NFL when healthy. So we're looking at a deep playoff run, in my opinion. So I'm excited, although I do have reservations about everything involved with the trade, obviously. Yeah, you know, I, I said from the beginning that I would have no problem giving up a one if it was based on a Super Bowl appearance. Um, right. But it's based on nothing. It's You just get a one. I mean, like yep. I said, I'm, they bake in a condition and make it sound like they didn't completely cave. Um, but they did. Like the Packers said what they wanted and the Jets gave it to them. But yep. to save face a little bit, they say, well, rather than us give you the guaranteed one, let's tie in a silly little condition that he's met 15 of the last 17 years 
and will in all likelihood meet again. And and like I said, even if he doesn't, even if it's two twos for a year or two of play, that's still too high for me. Like I mean, people mm-hmm. people are so happy about having like an awesome. You know, a, a guy who's going to put up insane fantasy football numbers. He's going to throw a ton of touchdowns. So it's like, I don't care about, you know, history or precedence or what it would normally cost to acquire a player of that caliber. Because um, it's, you know, I, I often say this when, you know, when, when people lose their minds and they want to give up more than you should have to give up. Um, I often compare it to the old um, Eddie Murphy used to have a bit about, uh, you know, about. Well, I, I can't really say because it's a family show, but if if you've ever seen the bit about the Ritz crackers um, and if you haven't, you know, if somebody locked you up and you've been starving and you haven't had a Ritz cracker or you haven't had food in a while and someone gives you a Ritz cracker, you're going to lose your mind and you're not even going to believe that it's just a regular Ritz cracker. Um, there was something else tied into it, but that's the adult part of it. So, I mean, that's so what it is. Like, is the Jets Ritz are crackers. so desperate. The Jets are so desperate for well, he's not. But if it had been a Ritz cracker, it would have gotten you know a, a, a similar response because mm-hmm. fans just they they want competence so bad that they're willing to give up you know more than it should cost. Like I said, Favre was a conditional fourth. Favre, this contract is worse. The the fact that he might retire is worse. The fact he's coming off of a worse year than Favre was coming off of. So like in in every single respect on the side side by side comparison. The Jets are getting the worst of it in every way. And for Favre, it was a conditional fourth. And now uh, over the cap did a, 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 their calculation. And they, they what the Jets gave up in this deal was equivalent to the seventh overall pick. So the last time they made this deal, it was for a fourth rounder. This year, it's for pick seven overall and from a points perspective. So, I mean, the, listen, I know people want to feel good about it. So they'll say, I don't care. And it's great. And da, da, da. They got fleeced. You know, if you win a ring, it's it makes it a lot easier. But um, at the end of the day, you 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 uh you did the Packers a huge fan. There's a reason why there wasn't a ton of bidding. Uh, other teams didn't want this contract. And look, and here's the thing: like anyone who says, you know, oh well, you know, you we got Aaron Rodgers. How can you not be happy? You're being so negative. These are two different topics, really. Like, yeah, I wanted Aaron Rodgers. I also wanted him at market price. You know what I mean? Like, if there's a car that I like and I show up to the lot and the guy says it's thirty grand. How big of an idiot if, if I say, you know what, I like it so much, I'm going to give you 150. No, like get the thing you want for the price that it costs, and then then be happy about it. But what they did here was go in and grossly overpay. Um, and again, I know fans don't like the negative, and they want everything to be, you know, uh, let's uh, the positive spin. And but what if this? And it, what if it's what if he plays three? Look, maybe he plays three years. But he said three weeks ago he was 90 percent retired. Um, I don't know how you go from 90% retired to playing three more seasons uh, into your 40s. Like, not a lot of quarterbacks play well into their 40s. So, I I think they overpaid. Um, no, if they win the Super Bowl, I won't give a damn. Um, but it's, you know, it still doesn't change the overpay. Like, uh, you know, performance and compensation are two different conversations. And and based on the history of, you know, what you see given up for guys, they overpaid. So, the Packers played it well. The Jets didn't. Um now they got their guy, and now the pressure's on them to win. And that's – I want to actually segue that, Dylan, if you don't mind, unless you have more sure. on Aaron Rodgers. Segway no. that. I was thinking, you know, yes, just yesterday about, you know, the, the way we've been talking about the the way the Jets are going to approach this draft. And I keep saying, they're you know, they're, they're not taking a QB because they, they've got to have an every-down guy. Um, now, based depending on how they feel about Makai Becton – even if they believe 
that like he's lost all the weight and all of his medicals are coming back good and the doctors tell him they think there's a strong chance he you know he won't have any lingering issues drafting a tackle could land them with having three tackles um i know you could obviously play the best two but let's say the rookie you know let's say beckton and dwayne brown are both healthy and they're both playing really well that 13 or sorry 15th 15th overall pick is on the bench now like your first round pick isn't contributing or let's right. say the kid plays well you're going to bench Dwayne Brown. Are you going to be a team with a one to possibly two year window benching an eleven million dollar asset? Like I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying they won't go tackle, but I'm looking at this and thinking you've just given up picks. You've only got five left now, and you're going to use one of them on a guy who's not going to play with a two year window. Like I don't, so, not, four players and and two of them are, are day. How many of them are day three picks? Like. I don't know. I mean, they got I, I mean, I've said all along, I think they're going to work hard to trade down. Um, but, you know, as we say, it takes two to tango. So maybe someone maybe they trade down, maybe they don't. But as it stands, like, what do you do now? You've got five picks. And if you take a tackle with that first one, that's a guy who may not play. And now you've got four picks in a year where you're, you've gone all in. Yeah, I, I actually wrote about this basically verbatim how you put it. Uh, in my uh, scouting report for JetNation.com about Broderick Jones, I said, at worst, you're probably getting a player who's going to be a top half of the league swing tackle behind Dwayne Brown and Makai Becton. That's obviously assuming the health of Makai Becton. And I didn't realize this What after you know doing all the contract stuff. <clears throat> Post-June 1st, you could cut Dwayne Brown and save $10 million. Now, I don't think the Jets do that because that's too many eggs in the Mackay Becton basket. But like you said, if they have enough you know, security in him to think that he's going to be healthy for them this year, then yeah, I think you could bypass tackle. Um, I don't feel confident that he's going to play 17 games. I feel more confident that Dwayne will play 17 games than I do Mackay. So for that reason, I would still consider it. But <clears throat> we've talked about it, especially last week. You have to start preparing yourself for a different position. They could still go wide receiver. They could still go – this is actually the first person ever mocked to the Jets this whole cycle, Brian Branch from Alabama. Nobody wants to hear that they could go safety, but you want a down-to-down player, to every down player, this is a person that might get bumped up the board. I'm not suggesting it, but I just think it's something that if you want a three-down player, Brian Branch is going to fill a role for you, more so than a tackle would, more so than your wide receiver three would, because if you uh, draft a wide receiver at 15 – who are you starting him over? You probably wouldn't start him over Garrett and you probably wouldn't start him over Lazard based on the money you gave him. So he's starting at wide receiver three. Sure. He could finish as wide receiver two, but my rookie <laughs> tackle could finish as tackle one, you know? So like there's always the the progression throughout the season that could change. So I think it just needs to be an open discussion, all picks, all positions, obviously not quarterback have to be in the discussion on the table. I've said on Twitter, I'd take a cornerback if Devon Witherspoon was there at, at now 15, which probably not. But, you know, I, you get my point. Any position should be talked about. And I think that's the importance of it is we don't know. It sounds like tackles could be a lock, but we don't know for sure. And I think we need to start doing mock drafts where defensive tackle, edge, safety, those are the picks that were taken in the first round and then addressing tackle later on. Yeah, I think, you know, like I said, this this is what makes it interesting now is uh you got five picks um I would imagine again this, I would imagine trying to move down 
Yeah. No. Well, and as we know, well, Corey Davis wasn't included. Can you get a yes. pick for Corey Davis? What I was can just you get? Gonna say. Are you, you going to get a six? Does that real? Does that move the needle for you? Like you know, right. we, something we didn't do last week, Dylan. Actually, that we talked about was going over the roster and who do yep. they have that they can. I mean, they don't have anybody that's going to get them more than a day three pick. So I mean, no, depending no. on how great you feel about adding a couple of sixes for a Denzel Mims or you know Corey Davis, something like that. I mean, it's I, I guess it's better than nothing because you've got to bring in some young talent, but. At the same time, if you're trying to build for Aaron Rodgers, like, would you rather have a sixth-round project or Corey Davis on the roster? Right, exactly. And I'm glad that you said it because that would have been my next question is, uh, are you happy that Corey wasn't involved in the trade? And do you think now that that could be a separate trade for the Jets? And like you said, it's probably just going to be a day three pick. You would hope it could be the highest day three pick possible, which would be a fourth-rounder for Corey Davis. It's not going to – it's probably not going to happen. His health and – you know, I mean, he has drop issues. He's not very old, but he just has drop issues and health issues. And I think that those two things alone aren't going to make him, you know, you're probably going to get a five. Um, but yeah, I had a list, a very short list going through the roster of players. And it was all the names you basically mentioned. Denzel Mims. I also added Ashton Davis, Hamza Nasruddin. But those guys are core special teamers. And when I'm looking yeah, at Yeah, I mean, and Nasruddin, I mean, you're sense. not going to get anything for him. And exactly. You know, he, what's his name? Uh, Ashton Davis couldn't get on the field. So, You're basically hoping that somebody has that same special teams role for them with a bonus of on the field on defense position as well. But you're not going to get that for a Hamza or Ashton Davis. So it's very hard to like actually scope this, like comb through this roster and find. I mean, Bryce Hall, maybe you might get a like. six or a seven for and, him. And I, and I floated that you out know? last season. Bryce Hall could have been a guy that they move on from last year. And I got a lot of kickback for that and especially because uh, i believe it was dj b enemy who's now in es for espn with the texans he said that uh offenses weren't afraid to throw at bryce hall like they knew at worst it was going to be an incompletion like he wasn't going to pick the right. ball off it wasn't going to be so right. that alone i was like all right well maybe now his return is diminished but i think as a i mean cornerback all, six all, all he's you fine. All you, yeah, I was going to say, all you can hope for is that on day three, there's a team that's looking for a corner and yeah. they feel like he's better than anyone left on the board, you know? Yeah. Um, and Jimmy Jimmy uh, in the chat brings up a point. I've heard a few people say this. The Jets must have an inkling they wouldn't make this deal. Um, if And I get that, but I would imagine the Packers had an inkling he was going to stay when he signed his three-year deal last year um, and Rodgers left. So who, who knows? Um, it, you know, the Jets can say they think it'll be a – uh, a two-year deal, but they asked for protection, and the Packers said no because the the Packers clearly don't think it's going to be a two-year deal. Otherwise, they would have been like, "Sure, here's your protection." But the Jets said we need protection against one year, and the Packers said we're not giving it to you. And the Jets said okay, so they took them on, and and you know maybe it'll be two, and we'll see. But um, you know, uh, let's see. Return of the Jedi here says we can get a fourth for Corey Davis. I think that's a lot. I don't know if they can. I, I'd, I'd welcome it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I don't even necessarily want Corey Davis gone. I've said for a while now that even with the injuries at his salary in today's market, he's not a bad bar. He's a relative bargain. Um, yeah. So, and he when you know, I, I actually was sitting down the other day and while I was watching graphics, I just, I just threw on, I just on my TV, you know, because I'm using the laptop looking at college games and I throw on the TV, put on YouTube, you know, put on the season highlights, and they're just kind of playing in the background. And the number of times early that, like, Corey Davis is making big catch after big catch, and I'm like, kind of forget that this guy was playing really well when he was given the opportunity. 
Yeah, he had and some big third down conversions for sure. But yeah, I think I think I think, I think like his first 17 catches of the season were for first down, something ridiculous like that. Yeah, it was like 15 of 16 or 15 of 17. Yeah, something, something like that. Silly, like 90 something percent. But I think when but he, he blocks, he you know, yard per catch was best, high, clutch best catches. Run blocker. Yep. Well, yep. Lazard will give him competition for that, I believe, this year. But but to put together Rusty Spooner's entire point, I think even if you got a, f- a five for Corey Davis, you could take a tight end and do this and make him a tight end slash wide receiver. That's probably not going to be a starter, but a, a heavy rotational guy for you, like a big slot type. Um, obviously Shoemaker would, could be there in the, fi- in the fifth round now that, uh, no, we still kept 145 or 143 and 170 now in the fifth round. So who knows what will be available at 170 Laporta? I don't know. He might not be available at 143, but there's a couple other tight ends that, that could be available. There's, um, I don't know if you've gotten eyes on him yet. Brenton Strange from uh, Penn State. Penn he's State, yeah. I, I see him not, projected as a as a um, as an undrafted guy in some of these. Yeah, mocks, okay. So like, I, didn't, I don't. I didn't know his I, range, but this isn't the mold of the player that uh, Rusty Spooner is describing. It's just I'm just talking about day three possible tight ends. But yeah, um, right. I definitely think this could be something that they want to do. Nathaniel Hackett worked with a lot of taller wide receivers in Denver. So who knows what their their formula is going to be? This is Brenton Strange here. Yep, yep. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. You can tell it's yeah. not like his uh, his main calling card. But when you get him out in space and blocking, he could be he could be special. So I think that's a good point. Tight end is probably a pick that we will likely make. I think on day three, it's kind of been the popular spot. <clears throat> now that we don't have two seconds, we're probably out on uh, Darnell Washington. I could just see the Packers sniping him at 42 and him being like sights on at 43. But if they go Dalton Kincaid in round one, and that, that's that, that to me, that was like salt in the wound. Like you can't even keep 42. You got to get, you got to let them pick in front of you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's tough. like twice, like two picks. You let them jump in front of you. It, yeah. It's, it was a complete, it was a complete submission. Like here, take everything you want. Like it was, it, it was just ridiculous. That, that was like, you couldn't even do that. It was just such a bad deal. And the Jets just, just kind of collapsed and gave him everything they wanted. Um, and, you know, yeah, this and, is, and but this is the situation you're in. Beth, Beth Page, Chris says, we can't lose Davis now. After Elijah leaving no OBJ, we can't afford one injury and he's gone. And I was talking about this. I've, I brought this up to you, but I, I was talking about this with another Jets fan on Twitter. If they did move on from Corey Davis, if they do move on from Denzel Mims, Garrett Wilson is the only 2022 wide receiver holdover to 2023 on this roster. Talk about a complete overhaul of the position for Aaron Rodgers. I just, I think it, that's something that has not been talked about enough is like they're completely overhauling this position for, for Aaron Rodgers. So like you said, if it is a one-year deal, they're going to be probably shuffling the deck at wide receiver again next year. But Lazard signed a four-year deal. That was something that somebody else also added to it was, hey, would he sign four years knowing Aaron Rodgers was only playing one? Maybe he still does anyway. He still likes Nathaniel Hackett, and who's going to say no to the money realistically at the end of the day? So it's it's all. Well, tough, we got to see how they move that money around too. Yeah, well, now that Rodgers is in the fold, or will be in the fold come draft time, we will see more restructures. We will see re- reworking of deals in, in in completely different ways. I think we've touched on CJ Mosley not being able to be restructured till September because of when they restructured it last year and they can't touch it for another 365 days but they have the tight ends they could redo again um they could honestly just cut outright cut some players like ty johnson save a couple mil i think it's like 1.5 
just players like that. So that yeah, that's, prob- that's is, probably not even worth doing. I mean, that, that's such unless a small they draft saving. a guy. I don't think it's worth it. But I, I think Connor yeah. Hughes had had a uh, you know he was on the right path when he said the Jets offseason is about to start. I think there's going to be a flurry of moves. <laughs> well, we didn't even we're just in time. Minutes, we're 24 <laughs> minutes in, and we haven't uh, even talked about the other move that happened today. The Jets re-signed their center. So. That was the news that came down first. Connor McGovern back. It, it seems like it's on a one-year deal. No uh, details have been reported just yet, but they have their 2022 center back in the fold. That now brings back all of their – no, not all their week one starters. Was Fant a week one starter at left tackle because Dwayne Brown was hurt? Uh, I think he started – he would have had to start somewhere. It, one of the two. Because Max yeah. Mitchell started at right tackle. Yeah. Anyway, they yeah. have all five of their starters back on paper. Dwayne Brown ended the season at left, Lakin at left guard, McGovern at center. Uh, AVT didn't finish the year at right guard, but that's the position they want to keep him at. And then you have Max Mitchell in the fold, whether he's the starter or not remains to be seen. So they have the continuity there. And I think that's really important with offensive line play. If you can bring back three, four, five starters year over year, I understand that not all of them are going to be great starters, but the continuity alone really helps, even if they don't finish the year as that, as the starter, I can see a situation, like we said, they draft a tackle, Dwayne Brown is gone, or he's the right tackle by the end of the year. If Makai gets hurt, center, somebody could outplay McGovern pretty easily. If they got a JMS, boom, you have a different center to end your season. So nobody knows what's going to happen, but continuity entering training camp, I think is really important on the offensive line. So what are your thoughts on, on McGovern? I know they were also interested in Ben Jones. Yeah, I think um, I was. It's funny. I was going to do a short video on it. I was literally sitting here prepping to do a McGovern five or ten minute video when I saw the tweet about Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And then you got to look and make sure it's not fake. And I have wanted to see yeah. it from at least four or five people. And no I was like, oh, this thing really just anymore. happened. Yeah, yep. exactly. I was like, this thing really <laughs> just happened. Um, so yeah, McGovern. I I can't help but wonder. I actually, it was funny timing because I just said an article yesterday or the day before. Um, or a tweet. I was talking about how the Jets, you know, I was saying how if the Rodgers trade goes through, the Jets won't be as aggressive because, of course, Joe Douglas won't have the picks to be moving up like he has in years past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd said, you know, this is a pretty unpopular take, and I knew it would be unpopular. But I, I basically was saying, if you look at how much the Jets have, how much attention they've paid to John Michael Schmitz, he might be their guy, like the only guy, as in if he's not on the board when they're on the clock, do they bring back McGovern? Um, and yeah. now it turns out they bring McGovern back today. So as you said, they're down from <clears throat> one second rounder to two. So do they either a, do they feel, are they hearing something that's telling them he won't be there, which is possible, or were they comfortable taking him when they had 42 and 43, but now they don't. Um, so whatever, I mean, listen, you can say they were going to resign him anyway, but that's just pretty funny timing. Like he's been out there all these weeks and mm-hmm. then three days before the draft, you bring him in. I mean, teams gather info. You know, I, I remember years ago interviewing a former scout, and he was saying, like, and it did surprise me a little bit. He said, sometimes stuff does get back channeled to you, and you find out what other teams are planning. And that's right. sometimes that's what that's what you dictate your moves on is okay. If this team ahead of us, we're we're hearing they're going to take so and so. Let's let's write that in and kind of assume that guy's going to be off the board. So if they hear, you know, the two or three different teams ahead of them really like JMS, they're going to look around and say, look, let's just uh, let's expect he's not going to be there, and let's sign McGovern now before someone else does. Because if someone else signs him tomorrow, and then we don't get JMS in the draft, then we're down to a guy who had three concussions last year as our starting center. 
Yeah, so the timing of the Aaron Rodgers news didn't necessarily surprise me because Joe Douglas is supposed to meet with the media to discuss his pre-draft press conference tomorrow afternoon. So I figured he didn't want to answer 95% of the questions being about Aaron Rodgers. He actually wanted to talk about the draft. But the McGovern news, it didn't. the timing didn't make sense for, for what you just said. At least wait to see what it looks like Friday morning after the first round is over and you sit there and you're assessing, you have your pick at 42, who's left on the board. Can we move up? Can we sit put and and get a guy? I think DJ, uh, Daniel Jeremiah was the first person to mock Tipman ahead of JMS at 20, whatever the giants pick 25. So I Mm -hmm. think that we could see two centers go before the jets pick again at 42. So I agree. I think it's just, it's a weird timing, but it goes to show that, they're really seeing how the board could come together. And even if JMS is there at 42 and you have McGovern, nothing's stopping me from drafting JMS. Like McGovern can play guard as a swing guard. I don't know how much the money is, but you'd have to assume it's not, you know, a ton of money. Maybe it's, I don't know. I can't even estimate a guess, but they paid Ryan Khalil 8 million in August. So really you could, you can't ballpark it, but I don't think it's going to be starter money. So JMS doesn't, he's not off the board for me. And I think when you have four meetings with the guy pre-draft, there's, there's smoke, there's fire. And I think JMS could still be the guy if he's there, but it seems like it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, I think he's still in play, but again, going back to what I just said, um, by bringing back McGovern, it's not as big of a need. And you no, now again, you're need. down to five yeah. picks to address your needs. So, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you when I, I kind of would like to see him come back because to me, that would be an ideal scenario to have a, a young kid like that with a, a veteran like McGovern, who, you know, is, as we both said, has experience at center and guard. So right. you're getting, you know, you're, you're improving your depth. You're really improving the line all around in a big way. So I wouldn't mind it, but at the same time, are the jets sitting there going, we got five picks. We need guys who are going to play and we need to fill mm-hmm. holes. And right now, center isn't isn't the hole that it was, um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, like I said, I'm I'm expecting them to. Tra- the, the problem is though, when you have five picks and you're looking to trade down, anyone looking to trade with you, they're gonna know you're kind of desperate, you know. So you're gonna have a hard time getting fair value. Um, yeah. You know, they'll say, well, you can you can either give us what we're asking, or um, you can keep your five picks. Um, right. You know, for a team with a lot of holes, and and you know. You know, we talked like you talked about you mentioned Brian Branch earlier and I get it. Safety is is viewed as a need, but I've said it before and I'm you know, maybe I'm just trying to convince myself because I want it to be true. But I I think they like Tony Adams and I think they might be looking at this Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, we have a guy who we kept on the roster all year last year. We think he can play. Um, He does have the skill set to be a free safety, which is where our, you know, our need is. So maybe they don't go safety again down to five picks are you going to take a safety are you going to you know and again these these picks these day three picks how many how often do they pan out how often are they ready to play year one so really you've got two shots to find a couple of players and then a couple of role player types later in the draft so I, i mean imagine they go tackle and center and then both of them don't play like can you afford that well i mean the center would play but if you take a tackle and he's getting outplayed by Dwayne Brown and Mekhi Becton, even because, you know, I love the idea of, of a guy like Skaronsky or a guy like Johnson who can who can kick inside the guard. But if mm-hmm. everyone's healthy, I mean, th- th- you know, that becomes one of those situations where if Lakin Tomlinson yeah. doesn't play better, do you bench him? It's you as much as we talk about 
the best guy plays. Far too often, player teams will play guys based on salary. And Lakin sure. Tomlinson is way, making way too much money to get benched. So even if you draft a versatile guy, the main thing is you're going to have six bodies in five spots. Yeah. And uh, somebody mentioned here, Steve232 said he doesn't love the safeties in this draft, but that center is Nobody now does. not a must. And, and I yeah. agree. Yeah, you, you you have your five offensive linemen. We can preach the you have to play your best five, but at what point are you ignoring other positions to supply a position that doesn't necessarily need it? And I know we're still one injury away. We're one injury away at every damn position. So, like, that argument is kind of like, eh, to me. But, yeah, it's, it's tough. It it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. You have to open your mind to any position at 15 now. It can't just be offensive tackle. It could be a guard or whatever. You know, it could be a center if they love JMS that much or if they took him at 15. It just – it makes – there's too many options and too many scenarios that could happen. Um, it's, it's funny because you said, what if they take a tackle and a center? And that's been like, let's recreate the 2006 NFL draft brick and Nick part two, let's run it back. But like you said, what if they're not week one starters? It just seems silly when you only have five picks and who knows, maybe he, maybe Joe Douglas wants to move up still. And like, as silly as it sounds, then you're left with four picks because you're putting up, you know, one of those fifth round picks to move up a little bit. So it's going to be very interesting. This week is probably going to drag on till Thursday, but um, I didn't know if you wanted to do an impromptu mock real quick and just see what we have. I don't even know if these mocks are even updated with um, the new pick selections, if they've even updated it's, yet. It's not. I did a I did a trade. I was able to make it go through because I just include – because I tried the actual trade and it wouldn't accept it, and I added like a second. It wouldn't accept it. So I just gave them all of next year's draft class just to push the trade through and get this year's picks right. Um, wow. What's, uh, which simulator was this that they didn't accept the real trade? Uh, PFN. PFN mock uh, I thought you were going to say some like Wisconsin mock draft Cause, site. Cause you, that... can include, you can include players now. So I included right. Rodgers and the picks, and I did all the picks as they went in real life, and the simulator was like, nobody would be that stupid. Right. Little does the simulator know. Well, so yeah, the I Jets guess... have 15, 43, 112, 143, and 170. One okay, yeah, 170 is they moved up from 207 to 170 technically, and that's probably as close as the protection as you're gonna get is uh pick 170 this year. So you can't really do much with yeah. it. If you trade out of it, you're probably not gonna get much next year. Like I feel like as if you trade out a, a a draft class, you're looking at one round up. So if somebody wanted that fifth rounder this year, they'd probably trade you a fourth next year. That's how I kind of just like bookmark it, sort of, but that's not guaranteed and somebody could give you a couple of small picks to move out of that spot. So nothing's guaranteed with that protection there at 170. Um, so what do you think now at 15, what, who do you think could be the guy? Because now a lot changes with just those two picks moved back. Like we said, J, JSN, a tackle to new England. Do you have a, a preferred guy now, or does it not really move your move the needle for you that much? And you still think tackle. Um, you know, I think I'm thinking tackle cause I'm, I'm having a hard time getting away from it. Cause we've been thinking it for so long. Yeah, um, same. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still a JSN guy. Um, but again, with Corey Davis still there, how likely is that? Um, funny, my two of my favorite receivers in this class, uh, JSN and, uh, Josh Downs. And when I ran my mock, um, JSN went at 14 to the Patriots and then Josh Downs went 42 to the Packers. Um, 
So those two, wow. those two, those two receivers, I wasn't able to snag. Um, and I would actually run another one because I was I was only half paying attention and I didn't really uh, I didn't really I accidentally pick two receivers with the five picks because I was not in the greatest of moods. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think I think everything's I think everything's on the board. Um, but I still think it's got to be tackle because that's the problem is you can't rely on Mackay yeah. Becton. Um, it would be a gamble. I mean, the Jets might roll the dice and say, we're going to roll with Makai and we're going to assume he's healthy. And we, we've got, you know, Max Mitchell coming back and we've got, oh, you know, Ogbui, we, who we re-signed, Cedric Ogbui, and he can fill in if there's an injury. And, you know, there's, of course, there will be more guys in free agency and things like that. Um, let's see, PFN update. I believe this is our said. buddy Rich here commenting. <clears throat> Great job at analysis, guys. We appreciate it. We can hit open screen passes now. Yes, we can, and we'll hit them fast Indeed. too. Under two seconds. Yeah, let's see. Let me try. I PFN. think uh, we have a let's comment here happens. that says Pro Football Network is updated. So I pulled it up. Um, I'm about to hit Let's Draft. I'll pull it up on and share my screen if it's actually. Same yeah. here. I just not that I didn't believe you, Frank. I just wanted to check before I yeah, threw it it's up updated. On the Cool. So we could just run this back. Do you want to just run a yep. quick mock? I mean, it's only five picks. It's not going to take too long. No, we only need about 10 seconds. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Joe. Um, right. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Let's let's do it. All right. Present. Packers took Jordan. Screw the Packers. <laughs> it's tough because I've always been like a, a yeah, side I just, Packers I just ran a fan. I just ran a mock, and uh, the the Patriots took JSN, and the Packers took Jordan Addison. And wow! It looks like. All yeah. right. Well, let's see what happens here. JSN. Oh, and Miles Murphy. Okay, so that's not bad. We're going to decline these trades. No, we're not moving down. No, I, I mean we. Probably still would advocate to move down. I'm not going to speak for you, but if the yeah. if the right team is calling, and I'm trying to look at all the quarterbacks and which ones went. Okay, so all four quarterbacks went. I feel like oh, that's a question. I feel like I haven't asked you yet. Do you think all four four excuse me four quarterbacks will be gone by 13, 15 now? Sorry, say that again. Do you think all four quarterbacks will be gone by the Jets pick? Um, I think so. Yeah. Okay, um, just going with it still. Bijan Robinson, do you think he'll be gone by the Jets pick? Uh, no, I think. Well, I think there's an sh outside shot. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think he'll be. I think he could be there. Okay, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, probably all three gone by the pick. Hey, those three again. Uh, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, the three defensive linemen. I think they go, yeah. Okay. So now what I just did, that's eight players. We have four four tackles, presumably, maybe five if they like um what is it, Anton Harrison. So you have four there. You're basically almost in a position where you can get one of those four if you want it. Obviously, in this mock draft it went very differently. Broderick Jones was taken at seven, Paris at eleven. So we have two of the four. Um, how many cornerbacks mm. went? Two cornerbacks went. So that's not bad. But Brian Branch also went. Um, at this pick, I mean, we're going to look at tackle. I don't think we're we're moving off this guy here. 
No, right no, I think you got to make that move. I think you you run the card up if <laughs> Skaronski is on the board here. Um, I have him as my top um, offensive player this draft. Um, he's the third overall player on my board. Not count. I don't. I didn't watch any quarterbacks. Right. Um, that, that's not an interesting trade for us. Uh, I mean, yeah, but we're not we're not going to do yeah. this trade, are we? Yeah. Nah, let's stay away from trades for this one. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we're up at 43. <laughs> Look who the Packers took. Yeah. Oh, man. They started off hot. Hendon Hooker to back up Jordan Love for the second half of the 2023 season. Yeah, All right, so we obviously went offensive tackle, so we can move off this. Wow, Darn. okay, Darnell's still here. Um, I think this would be a conversation or a question for you. Josh Downs. Or Darnell Washington. I'm not saying those are the only two mm. options here with the pick, but if you had to choose between the two, I know you're a big downs guy and you've kind of been creeping up on Washington. Who would you take? I, you yeah, I, I like both of them a lot. Um, yeah. If if Corey Davis was in, had been, had been included in that trade, I would have said Downs in a heartbeat. Um, sure. But you know what? I'm I'm still going to say Downs because, as we said, the Jets don't have a lot under contract beyond this year, and I think. You know, having reworked C.J. Uzama, he's not going anywhere. Conklin's not going anywhere, unless listen. I, you know, I like. What if the Jets just don't like Ruckert? What if they didn't like what they saw from him? You know, they're looking at tight ends. Uh, this is a football team that could not move the ball, and he couldn't get on the field. So, is that why they're looking at tight ends? If they don't like him, then then I might take Darnell Washington there because you just watch the guy as a blocker. He he impacts the game in such a big in 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 so many ways and he has such a big impact in you know both areas. Yeah, I think that one would be a major letdown if um Jeremy Rucker didn't pan out with the Jets and where nobody I don't think is asking him to be amazing or Hall of Fame caliber, but just get on the damn field and and do some things would be nice to watch once in a while, you know, being a Jets fan and how how crazy his dad is about the team. So right. So with this pick, are you actually leaning Darnell over everybody available, or do you want to look at other positions? I see Adebowale, uh, Schmitz is still here, obviously. Uh, I don't know your thoughts on Cedric Tillman, but if you wanted to go with a taller wide receiver again, Corey Davis still in the fold. Uh, Tittman, and then I, I feel like after that, we're, we're reaching a little bit too much. So, oh, Jameer Gibbs, I didn't even see him before when I scrolled all the way up. Um, mm. Does he move the needle for you? I mean, he's a hell of a player. He's get so damn I mean, good. I, you know, I always say I don't like taking backs early, but listen, this, this is now you, you've now just invested your entire future. Well, the next two years in Aaron Rodgers. Yep. So get weapons. You know, I mean, what, it's, it's, what are you going to? What, I didn't even see what are you going to get out of Brees Hall early in the year? You know, is he going to be? A factor. Yep. He's going to be the same guy for the first six, seven, eight, nine, ten weeks. Did you see um, his tweet? By the way, I don't know if you, I did. You yeah, yeah. So yeah, his that, knees that, that might that might be the first time healthier. I smiled since the trade. That was the first time I laughed. I was like, oh, oh, that. I was like, that's a good one. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I, I think. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think Brees Hall is probably not going to be you know your bell cow week one out the gates type of player. So I mean, Jameer Gibbs does open that conversation. Uh, Darnell probably be the safer pick just based on the jets and, and what they're targeting. Um, what, what, what do you want to do? You want to do Darnell, Jameer, Adebowale? I don't think, I think they got to go offense. I, I think they got to stay away from defense with these premium picks and really surround. Yeah. Surround you know Rogers. what? Uh, give me one of the top. Give me, Josh, give me Josh Downs. Cool. Yeah. I saw I Southern that... jet in there. Uh, put Josh Downs. 
So yeah, and Southern Jet, I I actually I know Southern Jet's a big NC fan. I I messaged him. I think it was early last year, and I was like, I think this kid Josh Downs is going to be a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the more I watched him, he just kept making play after play. That's awesome. All right, well, we did we did add a playmaker. We added protection. We added a playmaker. We basically covered all three P's for Daniel Jeremiah because we have the passer already in fold. So. And if I, if, see, if, I, if I had a crystal ball, I may have gone in another direction if you knew if I knew Matthew Bergeron was going to be there this late. Right, yeah, and he's ranked at 88, so that's 30, 30 spots, 12, 12, 24, 25 spots and away it, from... It happens, man. Every year there's people that fall further than they should. Yep, and this um, is and actually the highest I think I've ever seen Jaden Reed on yeah. a, a rankings. Usually, I mean, he started the season, PFF had him down in like the 260s, like spitting on him. With right. his, like, oh, you could just grab him with your last pick because you know he's going to be there with the formula. But I'm glad that he's kicking up because he's my wide receiver three. I know right. that sounds really stupid, but he's my wide receiver three. I like him more than Quentin Johnston. I think he's so special, what he did at the Senior Bowl. Um, obviously, we went playmaker already, and we went offensive tackle, which looks like the board here. Um, we what, didn't, who's there at linebacker? Okay, I was going to say we didn't take tight end, but there is one there. Linebacker. Okay, we got a decent crop. Um, we have. Yeah. We still have one more pick between Dorian Williams's ranking at 163. So mm-hmm. I feel like that would be the range of guys that you'd have to take at this pick. That would I probably would, I would, not be there at the next one. I'd I'd look at Overshone or Dennis. I think Servassier Dennis is a really good all around guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah. same for Overshone. I think I think Dennis is probably a better blitzer. Um, but Overshone is probably a better cover guy, but uh, both solid mm-hmm. players. I think both can start. I was going to say uh, Overshone, I agree. Definitely more of the explosive, you know, blitzer type. And, and Dennis is more coverage. But I was wondering if we should look at a position that could be a potential starter. I don't know if we have any spots left to fill, but um, is there anybody in any position that you're thinking of that could be a starter? I know you said that um, these linebackers could be starters, but do you think they'd be starters week one? Or do you think they'll be starters by like the end of this year? Well, I mean, if one, if either of these guys can show the versatility to to push uh, Quincy William or Quincy Williams, I wouldn't mm-hmm. rule that out. I know the Jets signed him, but that you know, it's not as it's not as if they paid him huge money. You know, they paid him enough to start. Um, sure. But I think if you get one of these more athletic guys who can cover a little bit, they might be. They may not start, but they could be the guy who come. They could be your third down guy. Um, but I mean, in all honesty, teams just tend to go nickel nowadays anyway. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, if, if the guy's not your starter, if it's not your CJ Mosley, who never comes off the field, um, they don't ask guys to cover as much as they used to, unless you're special, unless you're a guy who can. Um, but yeah, what about, uh, what about Zach Pickens? I, I was just going to say, I'll throw a curveball here. Okay. You're going to throw Zach Pickens in there. I like him. Um, I didn't like, you know, study deep on him. I believe he was a senior bowl guy. I thought he was good, good explosiveness. Um, I, my curveball that I was going to throw was Roshan Johnson. I know we talked about Jameer Gibbs in the second round. Roshan Johnson is probably a starting level running back that could get you through till Brees Hall is healthy. Um, I've, I've heard him as high as running back three on some people's boards. Yeah, here he is here. And I've heard, you know, I believe it was Matt Miller um, of ESPN said that Roshan on any other team in the country is probably, you know, top three back in the country so it just goes to show what they had there at texas i'm cool with either one i think they both fill a need i think pickens would probably fill the more urgent need here you see roshan in space making a catch and just running after the catch making guys miss 
it's basically what he does. He's just consistently good at everything, including pass protection. Um, so I'm cool with that. I'm cool with Pickens because we do need another defensive tackle alongside our Q and Q movement in the middle. So I'll, I'll let you decide on this one, but I could go either way. Yeah, I, I could go either way. The I get At this point, the only reason I'm, I would go DT is because I think you're going to have an easier time finding a, a back in either free agency mm-hmm. or as an undrafted free agent, uh, whereas I think at DT it'll be a little bit tougher. You know, like I say all the time, I'm, I'm a big Nesta Jade Silvera guy. I don't know yep. if he's going to be a, a round six or seven guy or if he's going to go undrafted. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, especially now that they're down to five picks. And again, I, I think they'll make moves, but I'm, I'm looking, looking forward to the UDFA types almost as much as I am the draft, because I think there's going to be a lot more of those than there will draft picks. Yeah. I think that's where the, um, the most depth will come from certainly as they could have 12 to 13 UDFAs. Not all of them will stick, but they're going to have right. to round out that rookie mini camp with bodies. And if you only have five rookie draft picks you're gonna have to fill in the rest of those spots for sure so all right let's go pickens here he does have a very high RAS score of a 9.22 which is a joe douglas approved number so we solidified defensive tackle here we have pick 143 all right and then I, and then we have 170 and then we're done so only two more picks we don't necessarily have to grab running back i'm just going to peek at who's available yeah, I don't really love all those names. I know uh, Eric Gray's and one that hasn't been talked about much. I like him um, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, he doesn't. I'm he doesn't kinda... have great. Spe- he doesn't have great speed, but he's got plenty speed. Really elusive. Right. Good. Good spin move. Makes people miss. Catches the ball really smoothly out of the backfield. I actually, I can't remember if you. I messaged somebody a few weeks ago when I was watching the tackles, and uh, well, that's why I was yeah. watching the game to watch the Oklahoma tackles, and I forgot how much I liked Gray, and I'm like, this dude is really. He's uh he's again is I think this is a good running back class, um and you're gonna get starting or or really good players in the middle of late rounds. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at these offensive tackles. I just happened to click here. Number three hundred six, Jake Witt. I'm pretty sure the Jets met with him, so that that's one just to keep an eye on as a UDFA guy. Oh, that's just that's just a little Eric Gray while you're talking. Sorry. Oh yeah. And like you said, it was when you're watching the tackles, Anton Harrison and Wanya Morris, you, you're just like, damn, Eric Gray, they're, they're doing the, the dirty work for him. But then you're just like, shit, well, the rest of this rep, I'm going to watch Eric Gray. And it is fun. Yeah. So I, I, I would take any of those three uh, Oklahoma players for the jets. Uh, let's go back to all. All right. How about this? We talked about Servasier Dennis last, uh, last pick and how that was that range of players that probably might not make it back to this pick. He did make it back to this pick. You want to go ahead and grab a developmental future uh, cover linebacker to replace CJ Mosley? Yeah, who's 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 sitting there? Uh, it's Servasia Dennis. He's the third. Yeah, I would take him there. Overall board. All right, so we're going to take. Who, but Dennis. who's actually before we do that? Who's who's yep. there? Oh, you took you took him? No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I, I was going to say what, we now. haven't looked. Who who are some of the edge guys? All right, edge. Isaiah Land, who they did have a uh, they did, pre-draft. Yeah, they, they visited with him. Yep, Florida A&M. He was a senior bowl Mike guy. Morris from Michigan, I really like. Mike Morris, um, yeah, he's a KJ definite. Henry, we've both talked about. Yep, Henry's a nice guy from Clemson. Uh, Habakkuk, we've talked about. Baldonado from Pittsburgh. Uh, Ali Gay. Brent Koch can play, too. Wishy-washy. I know we like Yaya Diaby. Um, yeah, I feel like we're kind of falling out of the range here. Of yeah, yeah, we're reaching that's way too early for those. I guys. think Isaiah Land. I think we we haven't. I don't think we've taken a single guy that's gone on a visit with the Jets. So I think that would be 
it would also make sense. Yeah, I, I, you know? I would I would go Land or Morris. I think Morris is strong enough to play a little bit inside if they need him to. Yeah. So only the only thing that worries me is this RAS score. I know a lot of people put um, with Joe Douglas specifically. People put a lot of yeah. uh, eggs into that basket, but I'm cool with either. We can go Mike Morris. He's from a, a more predominant school at Michigan, so definitely a true. Uh, D- defensive end, four three defensive end, hand in the third type of guy. Where I think I- Isaiah Land would probably be more of a stand up, need to bulk up type of rusher for you. Right. All right. Final pick here, two uh, one seventy. Excuse me. Let's go to the overall board. Oh, I, mean, I was going to say, let's look and see who's pop- there. Popping right out at me is Moro Ojimo. Did we take? Did we take a DT yet? Uh, we took Pickens. So okay, it doesn't yeah, so discourage me, one. but I don't think it's wise here to double up. I mean, you got Patterson, who's played center and guard. Yep. Um, Brenton Cox, I uh, I discussed him earlier today. Um, if you check, oh yes, you had the Gators guy on your on today. Yes, we had Scott Carter on today to talk about the Florida Gators prospects because there are many of them. Garrett Williams. What about Garrett Williams as a potential steal? Guy who missed time with an injury. Did they? Uh, Yeah, they had a meeting with him. I think based on sort of, you know, bang for your buck, I think I would take him here, even though Florida isn't necessarily in need. Uh, Rich is asking about free safeties. Sorry, I was going to say Rich is asking about free safeties. We talked earlier, Rich. I'm I'm of the opinion, I'm guessing, I think they like Tony Adams a lot, and Mm. I I don't know that they will go with a safety in this class. I think they'll go with, you know, they added Clark. They've got Whitehead coming back. I think they like Adams. I don't know if uh, Ashton Davis sticks. I think, you know, my guy Jason Taylor might go undrafted. I don't know that he will. I think he's got to get picked, but he's somebody I would look at in the later rounds or UDFA. And, and I know you're just talking about Tony Adams and um, not all of his teammates were safeties that are coming out of Illinois, but any of those secondary members, Devon Witherspoon, Quan Martin, Sidney Brown. It's crazy that anybody was able to throw the ball on them. Yeah, and I, I followed um, – Apparently, their defensive backs coach in Illinois was promoted to the offensive coordinator position this year. And it's like, it's about damn time. This guy had like guys in the pipeline. You talk about Kirby Joseph and Tony Adams the year prior. So, yeah, yep. I think it's just, you know, you, when you have something good, you got to You got to keep them in house. And I'm glad that he got the promotion he wanted. But, yeah, any of those Illinois guys I would take. But I, I agree. I feel like they like the position way more than we like the position. And I understand Chuck Clark doesn't move the needle for everybody, but Chuck Clark is a versatile player that can do a lot of things. And if they got to go with the three safety heavy rotation, that's probably what they're going to do. So with this pick, I mean, I like Garrett Williams. He, he's a core special teamer at this rate. Plus he's value as a depth corner. You could probably move a Bryce Hall at this point. Um, other than that, I mean, it does, none of these guys are really moving the needle. Jarrett Patterson, if you want a little bit of versatility, from a big school like Notre Dame. So I, I would guess it would probably be Jarrett Patterson or Garrett Williams to round this one out. Again, I would say Garrett Williams just because of the, cool. the bringing back. Um, well, again, we don't, again, we don't know what's going to happen at center, but I think bringing back McGovern eases that need a little bit on the interior. It's another yeah. body, another veteran body. So yep. probably Garrett Williams um, in the chat, looking at the chat here, you know, Wayne brings up a good point that, you know, if they don't pick up Beckton's 50 year option and, and uh, Dwayne Brown's contract expires, they don't have any tackles next year other than Max Mitchell. So they Mm -hmm. will need one. But again, what we keep stressing here, what I keep repeating is you got five picks and you got to win now. So I think they're going to, you know, for the next couple of years with so few picks, they're going to have to, they're not going to be drafting for the future. They're going to be drafting for this year. I mean, Mm -hmm. unless you want to talk about those day three guys, but in terms of early round guys, um, it's going to be interesting to see if they take a tackle. Cause I think if they take a tackle, Becton or Brown has a chance to get benched if they don't outplay them because 
taking a guy at 15 to not play them, I, I just don't see it. Yeah, when you factor in the the premium asset that you're going to place into the rookie tackle, the 11 million that you're on the hook for with Dwayne Brown, and then you have Makai Becton, it's like unfortunately all signs point to it being Makai Becton's, you know, probably going to be the the one having to sit on the bench if the rookie's really good, but it's just I don't know, there's too many things that can happen if you take an offensive tackle, but it's you do all this talking and you're like, okay, well they could do this or they could do that at 15 instead and then like this we end up right here back with peter skaronsky and i mean nobody's mad that we got Peter skaronsky but it's just unfortunate that maybe it's because we've mocked so many offensive tackles to the jets i don't know that's the thing like i it's kind of programmed it's funny yeah i i and i said that like i think i'm saying tackle because we've been saying tackle all this time but Mm -hmm. i just i don't i don't i don't know how you do that i i've said all along it's got to be a guy who's going to play and I think maybe you you go in another direction. You take a receiver, or you take an edge guy. Maybe you take yeah. maybe you take Lucas Van Ness um, at at fifteen, and then you grab a tackle either later on, or you wait for another veteran to shake loose. Like I said, it's all going to come down to: Are they just going to say we've got to make some noise now? So that means we're going to have to take some risks, and one of the risks we're going to take is to bet on Makai Becton. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I Wayne think when Brown, you look at really. our mock, we had five picks, like you said. Skaronsky, Downs, Pickens, those guys are starters. So if Joe Douglas is able to do anything in this draft class and get three starters out of it, I feel like that is a successful draft. Obviously, mm-hmm. you would love to have 42. You'd probably still love to have 207. I mean, I'd take one 170 over 207, but I think that's kind of where you're at. You're looking at two or three starters out of this whole yeah. entire draft class and the rest are developmental guys for the future with an eye to 2024, even your first few picks could be, but they could just end up being starters for you. So it's going to be Joe Douglas's hardest draft class by far. He's had yeah. so many picks, so much luxury, so much leisure mm-hmm. to do whatever he wants with the board money to throw at players in, in congruency with the draft picks. Now he doesn't have a lot of money. He doesn't have a lot of draft picks. We have a really good, damn good quarterback now in the fold uh i was just the graphic on espn is just embarrassing how he's had 10 4, yard seasons and we've had one in 1967 before i my before my mom was probably you know before she was born before you know so many jets fans that are invested in this team were even you know covering the team or even before they were born i, I heard i think it was connor hughes and connor rogers on sny breaking down the trade and like they were both just like, yeah, we haven't seen good quarterback play in our lifetime. And it's just like, well, shit, that's that's really unfortunate that a lot of these guys are you know, going through the same thing. Fortune, you know, seems to be trending on the upswing. Hopefully it is. We can we can hopefully put the the trade package aside after a couple more mocks. Maybe we'll find some players that we really like falling to us at 42 and 112 and we'll feel a lot better about the trade. But any any final words before we uh, get on out of here? Uh, no, other than the Jets got fleeced, but that's, you know, that's, there's nothing you can do about it. Water under the bridge, uh, move on, hope that they recover somehow and, and move down from 15 and find another dumb team that doesn't like having draft picks and, you know, give some of those to the Jets and, and keep building, you know, it's, you got a one or two year window now and it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, they, they need players. 
They don't have picks, but but again, it's not you know it's it's obviously right now today, they're far better off than they have been in a very long time. You know, it's it's not that it's it's not that they're in a bad spot. I just as I said, like you can you can want Aaron Rodgers and be happy to have Aaron Rodgers, right. but you could also feel that they overpaid for him, which yep. again I think they did. But you know what's done is done, um, and they listen. I, I was talking to somebody about it earlier who who. I was saying that, you know, if, if you get Rodgers, like, and let's say you take JSN, who probably won't be there now. Um, he was kind of part of the equation. Um, but let's say it's, uh, I don't know, Josh Downs, you know, who's not in JSN's league, but let's he's still a good player. So mm-hmm. if you've got Josh Downs in the slot with Garrett Wilson on the outside and you've got Lazard and you've got, you know, you're going to work Corey Davis in. And if Hall is back healthy, I mean, it's all a bunch of ifs, Hardman. but yeah. but the the talent is now there with this quarterback to be a top five offense or top oh, yeah. top eight, you know, at least top eight, and and like a lot of firepower, and they haven't had that in a long time, so they're not going to have to be perfect on defense. They can give up some points, so even if the defense regresses a little, which it probably will, you know, if the even if the defense regresses a little bit, they should put up a ton of points. Oh yeah, um, and that. If you do that, you win games, and if you win games, you go to the playoffs, and when you go to the playoffs, anything can happen. So I'm going to, you know, cheer my head off like I always do. Um, I'm happy with where they are. I just don't like how they got there. Yeah, and I think that's a very fair um, way to put it. You can certainly be happy with the destination of where they got to just for now. Obviously, nobody's happy with just getting Aaron Rodgers. We want to see right. double use, multiple, double-digit double use in 2023. Right. Um, Real quick before we go, and I completely forgot to ask, but I wanted to clip this out and make it a short. Just quickly in 30 seconds, who do you think predictively is now the Jets' first pick at 15 overall? You know, honestly, I haven't had enough time to think about it since the trade just went down. You know, mm-hmm. I, as I said, I think the I think offensive tackle may be off the board. And that that's not even based on the Rodgers deal. That was based on me kind of listening to myself uh, talk on a, another pod. And as I was saying, Oh, you know, they, because you know, someone asked, uh, should they take a quarterback? And I'm saying mm-hmm. like, no, like this pick has to be someone that plays every down. And as yeah. I say, I thought, well, what if the five guys on the old line right now stay healthy and they take a tackle, then you're taking a guy who's not going to play every down. And that was a couple days ago. And that's when I started to think like, I mean, I was already, I was, I was already kind of settled on Jackson Smith and Jigba, and I know I've gone way over. You said thirty seconds, but uh, you know, I th- put it this way: I would say in, in Jigba, but I don't see him falling to fifteen. I didn't see him falling to thirteen. The more I, the more I looked at him, the more you look at his production, his tape, his combine. I was like, I'm arguing with people on the forums on Jet Nation that the Jets should take him, and I'm like, he's not even going to be there. Why am I arguing? Um, so if he wasn't going to be there at thirteen, he's not going to be there at fifteen. So who do they take? I mean, is if Addison falls, he's a possibility. But I think, and you know, my logic behind the JSN thing was, you've now created a one to two year window, so it's got to be all about creating, you know, getting Aaron Rodgers surrounded with guys who can make plays now. I think JSN gave him the best chance for that. I'm thinking like maybe Tank Dell later in the draft. Like you want, you just want those guys with those quick in and out of their breaks to get that, you know, get open off the line. Dell might be that guy, but he's a little smaller. So if teams just try to jam him, is he going to be able to get off the jam? You know, so that kind of remains to be seen. But mm-hmm. who's, that, that's my very long non-answer. I don't know. 
Like the trade just happened. I'm just now calming down. I've taken a few breaths. I haven't given a lot of thought. Like, what should it be? But I don't know that ta- tackle later, fine, I guess. Um, but maybe tackle in free agency. Yeah, I think after Fleming, all the Fleming, get the kid, get that kid Fleming who just played last year for uh, Denver for for Hackett in Denver. Um, Cam, from, uh, Cam Fleming. Yeah. yeah, I've tweeted a couple times, and I'm surprised we haven't even heard his name. Is like, hey, maybe the Jets should look at him. Go sign Cam Fleming, and then then you don't have to take a tackle. Then you yeah, have technically a technically they brought great, back Abouye too. So exactly, yeah. you, you brought Abouye back. You go get Fleming, and now all of a sudden, like you don't have, you know, you don't have the greatest tackles if someone gets hurt, but you have veterans who've played. And Fleming probably better player than Abouye, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. And uh, let's see. Da, da, da. Yeah, 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 I, I think know. the uh, like you said, it's a long-winded answer. And I think after all of the deception of opening your minds to all these different possible positional picks that it could be, I'm just gonna go chalk. It's gonna be offensive tackle. I'm gonna guess Broderick Jones. Um, I just don't see it like any other. If there's one of those four guys on the board, even an Anton Harrison or a Darnell Wright, it's gonna be pushed up. It's gonna be a, a 2024 need at the very least. So. It's a need nonetheless, but like you said, it's you could talk yourself in so many circles. Kalijah Kansi could be the pick. Brian Branch could be the pick. Who knows? They could really like out of to me out of Buare, and he could be the pick. There's just so many different options. But if I had to go well, go with one name, it would probably be Broderick Jones. Well, here's the thing, and I was I was actually just starting a, an article. I'm going to do something a little bit. Um, and I wanted to wait till after the draft because I know that'll be everyone's first response. Like, how can you even talk about this before the draft? But part of me is wondering, are the Jets thinking that they're better than they actually are? Like, do they just view this as like, oh, we're, we're Aaron Rodgers and a linebacker away from being a Super Bowl contender, which I don't think they are. Um, and But that would be the only explanation to the lack of moves up to this point. Um, I mean, I definitely really think just... they think they are a Super Bowl contender. Um, That's I think what I mean. It's, it's up for discussion mean. if if every fan thinks they are. I certainly think but they I, are. I look at I don't teams know like how the you... Chiefs, and there's positions that they have that are straight cheeks. So well, that that that's that. that not is every position is going to be great, you know, but not every position is. You know, we have to have exactly. serviceable. We don't have serviceable at every position yet, but. I think at right. the end of this draft, add a couple of veterans in free agency still, you know, the the Al Woods of the world. I know Ashawn Robinson just got picked up, but those types of veteran moves with the, the coupling of the draft, I think you, you, you're you very much a Super Bowl contender. I think we're the probably the favorite to win the AFC East. We split with the Bills last year with straight cheeks at quarterback. So I don't know. I, I think we're Super Bowl contender. I think we're the fifth best roster in the NFL. That's how I feel. Yeah, I mean. I honestly haven't looked, you know, since free. I haven't looked haven't either, looked but that's just over. me planting my flag. And of, that and of, we're top five. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, of course we have the draft. I just saw a clip. Von Miller, I guess, was doing a podcast oh, or yeah. something when the trade, when the trade went down and he was like, yo, the Jets are legit with Aaron, mm-hmm. like, and uh, Cole Beasley too. You know, mm-hmm. somebody listed the Jets as like the third best team. And he was like, look at the scores from when they played the Bills last year. And that was without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- and that that's my answer to people who say, oh, well, the, you know, the Jets won a bunch of games against backup quarterbacks, which they did. Uh, and that's sure. that's a legitimate thing. And that's why I think the defense will regress a little bit. You're not going to get, you know, uh, Skyler Thompson or whatever his name was and some of these other guys every week. But at the same time, when they played the big time guys, they held their own against them. You yeah. know, they every quarterback they faced played their worst football against the Jets. So that, yeah. that stands for that, you know, that, that means something. And 
And um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a little bit um, stressed out about this draft. I I, mm-hmm. I, I can't see them not – like I said, my concern is that they're going to move down, but that's going to be tough to do without getting fleeced because teams know that you have to move down. Um, but even still, like if you can move down and recoup a three, um, do something like that. A three would we'll be see, nice. But... There are so many players in this 43 to 112 range, and I was saying it on Twitter. There are so many guys in that 70 pick range that you got to get a pick. You got to do something, trade somebody, get. But into that's the that thing. Everyone's going to want to pick in that range, you know. Of Every, course, exactly. everyone wants to pick in that in that in that range, and everyone wants picks for next year. You know, that's why that one hurts. Is you look at next year's class, man. It's it's insane, you yeah. know. And, and something that you look at. You know, someone said to me earlier, like, oh, who cares if we give up a one next year? It's pick 29. I thought, you know, I bet that's what the Broncos said when they traded for Russell Wilson. You know, yeah. who cares? Who cares? We're getting Russell Wilson, man. He's a future Hall of Famer. We're gonna, That's going to be pick 30 or 31. Or, okay. Well, what is it now? Pick five? You know, so that's, that's going to sting on draft day. Um, well, well, that's so all. Be it's not even Russ's fault. It's Nathaniel Heck. Oh, sh- that's our yeah, offensive exactly. coordinator now. So yeah, I, exactly. I completely understand what you're saying. You have to obviously when the trade is from the Jets' perspective, they are hoping it's the 30th pick. It's not going to be a guarantee, but that is the hope is yeah. that it's in the 30s. Um, well, I guess we'll be back. Uh, we want to do a show Wednesday or Thursday before the draft. We'll be back one more time before uh, day let's, one. Let's- Let's talk after this because I don't know sure. what our plan is for draft yeah, we'll, day. We'll figure out one of the days, but we're going to for sure bring you recaps of all the days, whether it's day one, day two and three, day two, one, two, three. We'll get all the recaps for you this weekend for sure. Whether we have another live show or not this week, we will discuss in the next couple minutes. But for Glenn, you can follow him on Twitter at AceFan23. Please make sure you're following his draft account. This week is going to be busy, busy, busy with videos at Jets Picks, at Jets P-I-C-K-S. Tons of, like you said, comments in the chat. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to all the comments in the chat. You guys were great tonight. We're definitely going to have to do another mailbag coming up. Maybe post-draft we'll do a mailbag and get everybody's questions on the new guys after we get our eyes and study on uh, all the guys that they draft. You can follow me on Twitter at DTerriman. Follow Jet Nation on all social medias, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, We might even have a MySpace. We're that old. We don't know. Uh, And uh, we'll catch you sometime this week. And if not, we'll catch you with all the recaps of all the Jets picks, day one, two, and three. Have a good rest of your week. We have Aaron Rodgers, so be a little happy. And let's go, Jets. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.